The Broadway musical, a staple in American culture. Welcome to Stage Rant, your favorite podcast where two dudes, both equally secure in their sexuality and masculinity, talk about the biggest shows that have made their way from the big stage to the small screen. Each week, myself, Adam, a man who thinks hot chocolate is the perfect winter drink, discuss the history of a movie musical with Joe, whose experience with city planning informs him that running a train track down the middle of a goddamn residential street is, in fact, a bad idea, has a lot of pointed, strong opinions each week. We watch a movie musical and are sometimes joined by a friend who we may or may not have forced to join us, but let's pull back the curtain and get started. So, Joe, what do steam locomotives, the multifaceted acting of Tom Hanks, and the true belief in Santa Claus have in common? Adam, it's the Polar Express. Is it the Polar it's Express? 2004 mocap, almost borderlining uncanny valley, the Polar <laughs> Express. Yeah. It's a magic carpet on a rail. I heard it never takes a rest. It never takes a rest. No. You, like, you can't buy tickets for it. No. Because they're free. They don't advertise that shit. They don't advertise that shit. Where are penguins from? <laughs> Not from the North Pole. These questions and more will be answered by our maybe favorite Christmas movie? It's one of mine. Adam, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Let's set the, let's set the scene. Yeah. We're sitting... In my home, yes, with a fire crackling. Yes. I have a I have a wintry blanket. Do. do you do you have hot chocolate? <laughs> Tasty <laughs> hot 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 chocolate. That was my delicious hot chocolate. This is it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. We're all cozy. Yeah. We're all by the fire. Let's get yeah. this shit started. Yeah. Also, a, also before we do, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a Scrooge, uh, but please don't travel this year. Just listen. If you're going, like, if you're okay. going to travel, this is America, so God knows I can't tell you not to. That's fair. But like, if you're going to, we ask that you, we suggest, we heavily suggest that you like take precautions, just like normal human being precautions, right? Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Like, yeah. just relax. Yeah. Maybe don't see people before you travel. Avoid planes if possible. Yeah, if you can drive the better. Right. Or yeah. like if you have the ability to take a goddamn time traveling locomotive, which might be in this movie, which is 100% in this movie. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Maybe yeah. do that, but have yeah. a safe holly jolly Christmas. Have a safe holly jolly Christmas. Well, I'm, I don't want to harsh anyone's Christmas spirit. I want everyone to be safe. But if you are traveling, feel free to listen to this podcast as you yeah. go. Yeah. Let let our smooth voices guide <clears throat> you. Welcome to the the smoothest talking the holiday special, mm. the holliest, yes. the jolliest, the merriest of Christmases, the merriest of Christmases, yeah. or holidays, depending on your tradition. Could be Hanukkah. Could be Hanukkah. Could, could be, be Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Could be Boxing Day. Could be Ramadan. Which I did. So Lululemon. I like Lululemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know they were a Canadian company. Oh. But apparently, their Black Friday is like essentially takes place on Boxing Day. On the twenty sixth. Yeah. Hmm. The more you know. So if you want some Lulu. Oh. This is not a Lulu podcast. God, no. I... F- oh, I wish it was. <laughs> oh, boy, do I wish this was a Lulu podcast. Um, I do know you like your, your Lululemon. Yeah, I do. This is the Christmas special. Yeah! We're doing it! We are! Listen, so cats happened. We're past it. Yep. We we, we did we did the time warp. We did the time warp. And we're, I will say, this is, I think, the most 
non-traditional musical that we've done. It's kind of cheating. It's kind of cheating, but I refuse to do, like, any of the other ones. I mean, the only other good (laughs) Christmas musical, in my opinion, is, like, White Christmas. Right. And that movie is, like, two and a half hours long. And I, I, like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time. Give me an hour and a half. I still have a Christmas shop. Creepy Tom Hanks. Right. Just give me that. Give me Medea, but Tom Hanks. (laughs) But Tom Hanks. It's terrifying. He's Tom everyone. Hanks is the white Tyler Perry. He's every single person in this movie. Literally. With the exception of the female. Because Tom Hanks, he don't do that. He can do it, but he can do it all. He can but do he it But he won't all. do that. He won't do anything for love. And for film. And for film. But, but he, he won't, won't do, do that. that. Yeah. Adam, tell me about the Polar Express. Let me talk about the Polar Express. So this, this, uh, this musical, movie musical, if we will. Um, okay, so here's the weird thing. Uh, you've probably seen that by now. It came out in 2004. You've what? had time. You know, like, unless you are some 16-year-old who's like, I'm not going to watch anything from when I was born. Like, what, you've seen it. Uh, the musical exists. I firmly believe that a musical exists, but it exists only on the soundtrack. Only on the soundtrack. All the songs that you hear in this movie have extended editions on the soundtrack. They do. So hop on Spotify, hop on Apple Music, and listen to the actual musical that is the Polar Express. Anyway, I digress. Um, listen to like the first seven songs on yeah. it, and like that's the musical. And like you that. have the you. C- I as I was heading up here tonight to record, uh, I was thinking, I was brainstorming, like you could make this into a stage production. You could. It wouldn't be easy, but you could make the Polar Express into a stage production if you wanted. You could turn this into like a really low grade, low quality, like middle school. Christmas oh. pageant. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm or, like, talking... one of those, like, dance recitals. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you could do it. And God God forbid, you know, you miss your annual production of freaking Little Match Girl. But, like, maybe... What? Have you never heard of Little Match Girl? I've only ever heard of, like, Christmas Carol and the Nutcracker. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't have time to talk about this shit. Okay. It's traumatizing, but it's, like, this Christmas production uh-huh insofar as it takes place at christmas imagine if annie uh-huh. was just homeless oh. and her entire way of making money was selling matches okay as you're saying this, this is sounding somewhat familiar now and that's literally it <laughs> oh lovely it's awful yikes <laughs> nothing makes you in the christmas spirit you want to watch elf no, no. you want to watch christmas with the cranks no, no. I want this girl to burn her last match trying to stay warm and alive on Christmas. Merry Christmas! So yeah, maybe this year, instead of doing Little Match Girl and making your like family members cry, uh, maybe just Express. do the Polar Express. <laughs> the Polar Express, yeah. Some more fun. Um, so, so this uh, movie musical is based off of a 1985 book. I, I will say this. We struck it lucky with uh, doing the 45th anniversary of Rocky Horror. We're doing the 35th anniversary of this, this book. Um... Which also, this book has maybe like 20% similarity to the movie. That's the general gist. The movie embellishes. Insofar as there is a train. There's a train. The train is going to a place. To the North Pole. Yes. And there are elves and there's Santa and there's a bell. And that's about where the similarities end. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, But it was written in 1985 by Chris Van Allsburg. Her hands were almost dead with cold. Oh, how oh. much one little match might warm her. If she only she could take one from the box and rub it against the wall and warm her hands. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, oh my God. Okay. Uh, I think she dies in the end, doesn't she? Oh my God. 
Um, so this, the book and movie, I guess, is partially set in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that's fun. Hypothermia. She dies of hypothermia. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, she runs out of matches. Yeah. Uh, but the book, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I remember reading it when I was younger. It's a very simple story. It I still have my original copy of it. Same. Like, yeah. Like, this is a book that, like, you keep for for your kids, and they'll keep for their kids, and so on it's and like so forth. It's like the family version of Night Before Christmas. Like, right. you keep it, it, it's a generational thing. It's very yeah. cute. Uh, but it's, it's a nice, simple story. And then Robert Zemeckis came along, who directed Castaway, the Back to the Future trilogy, a few other movies, and was just like, hey, what if the Polar Express was an action film an action and what slash if, horror slash film? horror film slash thriller slash maybe heist slash maybe <laughs> heist um oceans 11 inches tall um 11 inches tall because the elves the elves um they're definitely taller than actually no they might be about a foot tall God, anyway the elves in there uh, the elves are terrifying in this movie anyway uh, but then, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks started it. Uh, it was the first all-motion capture film. Uh, it was in the 2006 Guinness Book of World Records for that, so congratulations. It was Oscar, uh, also Oscar-nominated. And what's really fun is, if you go to the Polar Express Wikipedia page, which I'm using right now for the book, uh, it says, this article is about the book. For the film adaptation, see the Polar Express film. For the video game, see the Polar Express... Sorry, the Polar Express what? A video game. Okay. For the soundtrack, see the Polar Express soundtrack. Not to be confused with the Polar Bear Express, a real-life train between Cochrane and Moosonee on, in Ontario, Canada. Huh. How do you think the... Can humans ride that train, or is that exclusively for, I, for bears? I don't know, um, but... Uh, huh. The more it, you know. The more you know. It's it's a magic carpet on a rail for uh, the, uh, polar bears. The Polar Bear Express is actually a very boring looking just locomotive uh, diesel train, just orange. Mm. But it's been running since 1964. Wow. Anyway, just because it's history doesn't mean it's important. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's basically the background of this. What? No stage production. There's. This is the. Yeah, it did start in the West End. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I was doing the West End drinking game. Um, Damn it. Put, put the schnapps away. But break? Actually, no. Keep the You don't need a Polar Express drinking game to get you through Christmas. Just drink. Just get, get the peppermint schnapps out. Take your hot chocolate. Take the schnapps. Pour in the hot chocolate. You're in business. Merry Christmas. This movie was not well received. So tell me about it. Uh, it was like a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. What? Like a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Which, like, I don't get. I, I like. I honestly, liked it. I watched this, and maybe it was the bottle, like the second bottle of wine that I was currently on when mm-hmm. I watched it. But like, it was, it was fun. You know, I, I don't say often that. Uh, sorry about that. I almost knocked over one of Joe's plants. It's fun. It's fun. We'll move past this. Okay. Um, I don't say that I love a lot of movies, but I love this movie. It's just cute. It's a. There's nothing. It's truly, I think, it's one of those true family films. Right. Where there's a bit of everything. You have your... It's mostly heartwarming. It's simple. The characters don't even have names. It's hero boy, hero girl, girl. Billy, and know-it-all. The conductor. And the conductor. And Santa and elves. For And so, for, like, the purposes of this, we're, we're just gonna, like, let's, refer, let's, let's, let's do it a little, a little bit of a, a key here. So, uh-huh. the hero boy is gonna be the dude in the blue. The dude in the blue. Yeah, with the, like 
bathrobe. We're just going to call him the boy. He's our main character. Yes. yes. Um, the girl is is the African-American girl. Mm-hmm. Um, In the pink hero, hero girl. Hero yes. Girl. Um, she's just the girl. The girl. Um, Billy. Billy. Is poor. We're just going to call him poor boy. <laughs> because that's all we know about him. Yeah. And that's literally what this movie, the movie presents him as being impoverished. And they're like, and that's about it. And also, I... There's I, nothing else you need to know. Maybe it's... I haven't seen this movie. He's from Detroit. <laughs> maybe in a few years. But when the, the nerdy kid's like, oh, going to the other side of the tracks, I was like, that's derogatory. That's bad. That's not, don't that's say like, that. That's unfortunate. And then, <laughs> for the know-it-all, we're just going to call him the yellow shirt. The yellow shirt. Um, yeah. Or we're just going to refer to him as lean, um, because that is... God, this this character... I literally used to have dreams about punching this character in the face. Like, I used to dream about bullying a character in the Polar <laughs> Express. I have a friend. I have a friend who looks exactly like him. Oh, no. It, like, so, you know Snapchat filters, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, So there was the one that turned you into an anime character. And that was yeah. uncomfortable. They had one recently that makes you look like a Pixar character. Like the Pixar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had my friend do it. And it mm-hmm. turns out that he actually does look identical to lean do you um, have a picture i do <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's problematic um, <laughs> and uh he will never hear the end of it um so those are and then there's tom hanks there's the conductor and the hobo and that's pretty much it that's all you really need to know about there's also i mean there's the engineer and the fireman but they're in like one scene yeah they can be the cabbies so like yeah interesting story here yeah it it takes place in if you had to guess Mm -hmm. without knowing what year this takes place what what year you're guessing in my notes i put the late 40s early to mid 50s bullshit no one in their right mind is that's never their natural answer to this i studied history i can get away with oh my god did you do history in college okay so this way to ruin my ruin my thunder takes place in 1955 apparently huh. which like i guess kind of explains it because you were giving him shit you're like why does this character have a hubcap in his room and i'm like it's that's the 50s that's still not a thing yes it people... is they loved cars back then we like, love honestly... cars now well, not to the extent where you're gonna take a hubcap from a kia sorrento and put it up <laughs> on your wall right like this was the 50s hubcap like they were general like people turned them into clocks like it was an aesthetic you go into like a diner they're gonna have hubcaps on the walls that's the thing. It's the fifties. Was it though? Yes, or it was. was it nostalgia from the seventies no. that's poisoning your view of the? You 50s? love Greece. You should know what the Greece is from the seventies. Oh shit, you're right. About the fifties. God, I don't care about Greece. Um, <laughs> it's like us making Stranger Things about the eighties to anyway. So Adam, it's Christmas Eve. Yes, it's eleven fifty-five p.m. Eastern, that's important. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> that is very important to this movie. Um, you are. Man, you're struggling, and you're like, "Am I? Is Santa real?" Oh yeah, I'm struggling. Is he real? Is Santa real? I don't know. And all of a sudden, I checked the encyclopedia, and the North Pole is a barren, yes, wasteland devoid of life. Oh boy, do I have a rude awakening for you? What if your entire house started to shake, and you and you uh, turned and you looked out your um your window, mm-hmm. and there's now an entire ass passenger train mm. just parked in the middle of your street. I'm going to put on my slippers. Well, first I'm going to hastily, hastily grab my yes. robe, yes, so that one of the pockets, one of the pockets rips. rips. Yeah, that's important because that's where I keep my marbles. Right. Marbles are going <laughs> to pop out. Uh, Sorry, keep my marbles. <laughs> Sorry, keep my marbles. At this point, 
I'm going out into the snow in just slippers and a robe, and clearly I've lost my marbles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're staring at this train, and a man who is absolutely Tom Hanks, like, just st- straight up, steps out, and he's just like, you coming? To where? The North Pole, of course! This is the Polar Express! He's trying to wake the whole neighborhood? What the fuck? Yeah, so you coming? Also, keep in mind, you are the only one being picked up on this street. <laughs> Your neighbor, Tim, was not invited. No. <laughs> Which leads me to a very interesting question. What are the qualifications for being invited to the Polar Express? So one you would think, because he has... He looks at his, like, clipboard, yeah. and they, he has info yes. about this kid. He has their Which means intel has been done prior yes. to Christmas Eve. Well, I mean, he works for Santa, so, like, right. I like to think that the Polar Express is a part, like, was, like, a marketing gambit. <laughs> 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 They're like, what do we gotta do? Well, we gotta get out into the community. <laughs> Santa's like, we're losing belief in me, so we have to... Create some kind of marketing plan. And Tom Hanks is like, what if... What if... Kidnap children... <laughs> on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Bring them to physically see you. Send them home. Thoughts? How do we get them here? Well, what if we use the aging rail system in the continental United States? <laughs> that thing's got... And what? 20 more years on it at, <laughs> at most. We have an extra train. Tom Hanks... Let's like let's get on this. Like I would like to see the cool. stats afterwards to see yeah. how this campaign went. Yeah. So like, I how do you how how do you get selected? Because so like you would think it's right. like oh it's a doubter because he's like right. oh you didn't no picture with a department store Santa. Yeah. You made your your sister put out the milk and go. You don't believe in wow. Santa, so like wow. if you I I see it and you would think that it's like oh you don't believe in Santa Claus you go on the Polar Express right. until we meet the girl. Oh, you mean like everyone else? Yes. And even, everyone else is all about Santa. Even the know-it-alls, like, we're going to the North Pole. Mm-hmm. I know all about the Aztecs, and I also know we're going to the North Pole. Yeah, the dude I want to punch, absolutely. Like, he's clearly very knowledgeable. He's, a ve- he's like, if he if he had to decide, like, you know, define his, his decision-making process, he would be, he would self-identify as a data-driven decision-maker. <laughs> <laughs> this man likes his facts. He does. And even this little shit... Yeah. Is like, we're going to the North Pole to see Santa, Santa Claus! And it's just like, oh, okay. So obviously it's not just about whether or not you believe. Right, because everyone on that train seems to believe, except for Billy, we'll get to him in a moment. But then you're also like, oh, maybe it's for true believers, in which case, why is... Then why is Billy then? then why is Billy and why is the kid in blue? Why is the boy being picked up? Right. Um, I'd like to think that it's... Okay, so here's a question. Are the parents in... I don't think so. Are the, because, because the parents can't hear the bell at the end, which therefore means that they don't believe in Santa, which would, if someone came to them and they're like, hey, can we kidnap your children and take them to the North Pole? Well, I They'd wonder, be like, cool, you're here to actively kidnap my child. Well, I, like, I don't know. Yeah, so essentially, this this train is just rolling. Or, I, maybe, they just hit, maybe they just hit shuffle. It's kind of like they just randomly. They have a Rolodex. It's the fifties. They have a Rolodex. They have a Rolodex. And Santa just goes. (laughs) This one. Ah, poor kid. Let's get. All right. So it's like, sir, you've never delivered him before. Well, we'll have to change that for one year. So (laughs) this is it. So Blue Boy is like, uh, I guess I'll get on this train. He doubts. He He doubts for a minute. The conductor's like, all right, well. 
We're We're going. Tight schedule. We have five minutes to get to the North Pole. (laughs) I'm getting out right now. Bye bye. Finally hops on. Conductor helps him on. Yeah. Goes sit down. They go to like the next stop. Um, God, I hate public transit. Okay, so here's a weird thing. I want to get where I'm going, you know? In the brief moment, the brief time between. Oh, nice. Sorry. No one can see this. Joe helped design a bridge in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Um, it's in Dublin. Yes. You've been. And I, really, I have a sticker. It's really cool. It's a really cool bridge. That's it's become really very cool photogenic. Sticker. Isn't it, though? That's a really cool sticker. I really like it. Shout Damn. out to my mom who bought it for me. Nice. Um, Love that bridge. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, look it up. It's fun. Um, in the brief time. It's called the Dublin Link. The Dublin Link. Look it up. Google it. You'll find great pictures. It's got one big spire in the middle. It's really cool. It's like threads the needle. It's a very cool design. Oh, that's... Oh, it's genius. It's literally, yeah. I love that. Anyway. Yeah, um, they pass a department store. And the the blue blue boy... We'll call him blue boy. Blue boy sees a mechanical Santa. And he's, like, skeptical. Yes. It's he's like, like, that's not Santa. <laughs> it's like... And it turns around and you see a gear in its back and you're like, oh. He gives me a smirk like, mm, okay, marketing. It's like, no, duh. They're going to lock a real man inside a department store all night. Also, I really like the idea that the train is just plowing down main streets across America. Like, Inception, Cars. Like Inception style. Toss like, to the curb. <laughs> and Tom Hanks is like, faster. I've never been late. And so they, they cross the train tracks, and the know-it-all kid is just like, oh, here we cross the train tracks! And it's just like, dude, I hate you. <laughs> and we, we see the single lone house in sad Michigan. We can say that. We're from Ohio. Um, and, uh... Sad Michigan house. Sad Michigan house. And Billy comes out, a boy wearing oversized rain boots, and the saddest sleep shirt Ever. And it's really funny, because, like, you can hear from Tom Hanks, per- like, you can hear from the the boy in blue's perspective, like, mumble, 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 and this then, the North Pole! This is the Pole Like, he does he this, does this every, time. every time. Oh, my God. I get that right. he's magic, but that's gotta be exhausting. Because that's the weird thing about this movie, I will say, is, like, I love this movie. It's so well done. But also... When in doubt, it's magic. It's, it's also, like, somewhat self-aware of, like... Wow, that entrance seems so grand and special. No, he does it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets the same. You're not thing. special. This is a this was scripted by marketing, right? To be enjoyable yeah. for everyone. Yeah, it's like when you go to Disney and like yeah. Gaston comes up to you and, and he's like, like, "You're so strong," and like, then you're like, "Oh, thanks." And then he goes up to the next person. And he's like, "You're, you're so, so strong." strong. You're like, oh. <laughs> and so Tom Hanks is like, "Come with," and he's like, "You're coming." And the boy's like, no, I'm poor. And the train starts going. And going pretty fast. Like, a lot faster than zero to 60 is bullshit. <laughs> like, and so they have to pull the emergency brake because Billy's running admittedly quite well in those rain boots. He's not doing bad. No. But he then, like, face plants in the snow. Yeah, he shit. It's like, hilarious. The sad, oh, it's like the saddest, like, oh. shot. Just like, poor child. <laughs> Two kinds of people. <laughs> into the snow. And so Boy in Blue pulls the emergency brake, and Tom Hanks is just like, what the hell is... What? I mean, what is happening? He says, what? what? In the name of Mike! Who's Mike? Mike. Mike from marketing. 
not doing he's it. A, he's a legend. Um, and so they put the boy in like the back cart, um, the smoker, the lounge. smoking lounge, you know, or on the, the train observatory for kids. Um, so we're back. We're back to it. We're mm-hmm. picking up speed. Yeah, and we have our first musical number. Yes, and uh, Tom Hanks inquires of the of the children. Uh, is anyone need some refreshments? Yeah, and everyone's like, "Hell yeah, we do." He's like, "I thought so." It's like, well, we have an extensive menu. Um, we have your one. options <laughs> include hot, hot. hot. Oh, we hot, got, got it. it. <laughs> it's like, hey, I. <laughs> For the kids, it's just like, do you have hot chocolate? And he's like, hot, hot, hot. Oh, oh we got it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Oh my Say god. we got it. I, and so we launch, we launch into. Oh my god. This, like, four-minute song. It's only a minute-long sequence, but it's, it goes on oh forever. Oh, God. It takes a hot second. A hot second a hot for second. hot chocolate? Tom Hanks in this. I love it, because he's just, like... He's overacting, yes, he, but it's also motion capture. Right, but you can still tell that he's absolutely, like, cheesing it, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, God bless his soul. I love this song, because it's essentially him saying, we have hot chocolate. Yes, we have hot chocolate. You will drink hot chocolate. <laughs> Also, by the way, I have one rule. <laughs> there is one rule with this what, hot chocolate. What's the rule? The one you want to know the rule? Yeah. You want to know the rule about yeah. hot chocolate? You will never, ever, ever let it cool. What should I do? Do you understand me? Oh uh, yeah. Yes, do, you under, sir. do you understand what I'm telling you, little boy? Yes, sir. If you ever yeah. look me in the eye, I'm fucking Tom Hanks. Look me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. If you ever. Ever yeah. let this hot chocolate cool? Yeah, I will throw you off this train. <laughs> Mind you, this train goes it's, over mountains. It's a fucking roller coaster. It is a magic carpet on a rail, and if you let that hot chocolate cool, okay, I will end you. Oh, yes, sir. They won't find your body. I understand. Do you understand the rules? I understand the rules. I don't care. I don't give a shit what you do on this train. You can do whatever the hell you want on the train. Go punch the know-it-all in the face like all of us want to do. However, I'll, I'll watch. How I will watch and I will laugh <laughs> while punching tickets. However, if you let the hot chocolate cool, yeah. your ass is grass. <laughs> hot chocolate. <laughs> um, just, I, I love... But it happens so quickly. It does. What I love about the sequence is he's just like, here's hot chocolate. And the kids are like, ooh, hot chocolate. And he's just like, clean up. (laughs) Literally, spin the the seats around, which is cool. Which is nice. Bring out the the tablecloth onto the invisible tables that just exist now. Yes. And then, well, the one girl, she saves some hot chocolate. Well, she puts it on her seat. Which we do see in multiple shots after she does it. I appreciate the continuity. continuity. Thank you very much, Mr. Zemeckis. <laughs> um, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's just this absurd... It's like Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast on steroids, but only if they had hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And then it's over. And then and it, I don't know if any of the kids actually consumed hot chocolate. It looks like they did, because everyone's kind of like, oh, like, they're really full. Maybe they're just exhausted by the shit that just happened. They were just yelled at in an aggressive musical number. <laughs> that one guy was abused verbally by Tom Hanks and threatened with death. That's fair. Maybe that was just the podcast. Who knows? But, like, I don't know <laughs> if the kids actually drank it or not. So the musical number's over. Yeah. It's a musical, remember? <laughs> right. And the little girl's just like, I'm gonna go give this to poor boy. Right. And when she does, she leaves her ticket on her seat. Right. But- Ooh, we forgot. 
The tickets are very important. Yeah, so we forgot one quick thing here. Um, the, There's like two plot points in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the conductor goes around and punches everyone's ticket at like breakneck speed, like... Yes. Like a machine gun. We're only typing in like two letters. Yes. And those are important for later. If you haven't seen it, spoiler, if you have seen it, you know exactly where this is going. Anyway, that is all. So she goes to give him hot chocolate, and uh, the conductor's like, I don't think I ever punched your ticket. First of all, lazy only protocol there, bud. Right. That's your, That's not a her problem, that's a you problem. <laughs> um, and so we find out that she lost her ticket. Yes. Um, and so, like, the, the ticket flew around the car, and, like, the boy thinks he lost it, because it, like, flew out a window... And then it does, like, this whole bunch of bullshit. It has a like, journey. Yes, like, it gets uh, this picked is, up by an eagle. This is the one part of the movie where it's like, remember those scenes of the animals in the book? Here you go. Yep, remember animals? That's it's it. It's whims. Kids like animals. You, you know, the kind of the wolves next to the yes. train howling? You know how wolves do in a kid's movie? Yes. So the boy thinks that he lost the ticket, and Tom mm. Hanks is just like... Well, he goes to give his ticket to her. Yes. And Tom Hanks... Flips. He's like, no. He's like, what the fuck? How this shit work? This isn't transferable. Which kind of pisses me off because that's a second rule, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, here we only got one rule. We had one rule. It was, it was about it. hot chocolate. <laughs> that was it. And there's no more hot chocolate, so battle royale doesn't matter. It's actually a subcode of the one rule. <laughs> oh, hot chocolate. Hot, hot chocolate, chocolate code. Sub point A. Sub point A. You have to have your ticket. Subcode 7C. Yeah. You uh, must so, have ticket at all times. Yeah. Um, and so he's just like, well, here's the problem, girl. Yeah. You don't have a ticket, which means you can't be on the train. So right. it's heavily insinuated that Tom Hanks is going to eject this girl from a moving train. Because the know-it-all says standard railroad procedure, which I have Googled this. and was like, is that really... Back in the day, like back in like the 1800s, that was the thing, because yeah. uh, trains moved a lot slower back then. Um, but like, yes and no, that was protocol. But yeah, it's implied that Tom Hanks is going to throw this girl off the train yes. in like the mountains. Yeah, because he like grabs her and he's like, we're going this way to the back of the train. And you're like, well, that's not good. Right. And so, Adam, mm-hmm. I really like the James Bond movies. Yeah. I really like... Skyfall. Ooh, that's a good one. Because remember, remember in Skyfall how James Bond fights on top of a train? Yeah. Yeah, so we get a little bit of that. At the very, at the very uh, yes. beginning. Take the shot! Take the, take the bloody shot! Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love fight sequences in action movies that take place on top of trains. Because mm. it's long been, like, globally agreed on that that would be the worst place to fight. Yeah. Because, like, you'd have all the bugs, you'd have all the insects flying in your mouth. It's also super windy. You might just fall off. And oftentimes the top of trains are, like, curved slightly, yes. so it's unstable. Right. It's just not a good time. Right. It's gotta be aerodynamic. So, like, the little boy chases Tom Hanks and the girl to the back of the train. Well, he goes to the back of the train and Billy, he's like, where'd they go? Where'd they go? And Billy says nothing. And poor boy just sits there. And it's just like, dude, you got your hot chocolate. Cheer up a little bit. Yeah. Like, you're on a train. This is at least kind of cool. Right. And he goes out the back door and they're gone. And then it's just like, oh, they climb to the roof of the train. Because everyone knows that if you're going to throw a girl from the top, uh, from a moving train, you got to do it dramatically. Right. And so he gets on top of the train and he's like, I'm going to go after them. So this child is walking on top of a rapidly moving train to the front. And he comes across a hobo. A hobo. 
Uh, I'm gonna let you take the hobo line, because I don't understand it. Okay. I don't get what his deal is. So, many scholars have speculated the existence of the hobo on the Polar Express. Um, I like how he claims that he owns the train. Not only that he owns the train. And and the North Pole. He's the king of the North Pole! What if? Oh my god, can I propose something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. What if this takes place in the Santa Claus movie cinematic universe? (gasps) And this is a former Santa Claus. And he somehow survived? Yeah. Oh! And he's... Or like they kicked him out because he was a druggie. And... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Santa, you forgot Australia! (laughs) And he's just like, sorry, opiates. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You mean those... Those darn kangaroo boomerang throwing idiots. And they're like, ah, oh, we never liked this one. This one was a bad one. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go get out. Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if this is an old Santa Claus? Oh what if he God. truly was, like... He was the king of the North Pole. Yeah, Ball. he was the king of the North Pole. Oh, damn. I like that. That's okay. a good theory. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. the hobo is, anyway, uh, is a guy. Yeah. And he, he comes across this hobo who's got, like, a little campfire going. He's boiling what we think is coffee. Yeah. Um. And he uh, he's playing the hurdy gurdy. Yeah. Which which is God bless the hurdy gurdy. Which is a great instrument. Um. It's basically like an automatic. It's like if you took a an accordion yeah. and a violin and a keyboard. Yeah. And you threw them all together. That's the hurdy gurdy. That's the hurdy gurdy. Very fun instrument. Look at it. Listen to it. It's a great instrument. Anyway. So he's he's hanging out there. Yeah. And he basically is like, what's going on, kid? What are you doing out here? And he's like, I'm looking for a girl. He's like, the conductor's trying to murder a child! <laughs> and he's just like, well, we better stop that better shit. Stop that. Yeah. Uh, but then he, of course, he asks like, oh, I see what's going on. You don't believe in Santa Claus, huh? You don't believe in Santa Claus. It's like, not it. Trying to prevent murder, but I, sure. Yeah. Like, y'all seem really intent and he's on like, getting me to believe, you, but whatever. You tell me, you tell me, do you? Believe in ghosts. I feel like this is a departure from the theme of the movie. So you believe in ghosts? Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess. I, I'm literally a child. Interesting. And that's all we get. He's a ghost. He's a yeah, it's ghost. like you know that he's Which, a ghost. But like, also, this is... is this is the second appearance of the hobo in the movie. What's the first? When the ticket is flying around and it flies underneath the train. Oh it yeah, he stops on his shoe uh, yeah. and then on his face, and he brushes it off. Yeah, and it's so so quickly cut that you wouldn't really think about it or notice it. You're like, oh, that's a guy. Why is there a guy under the train? <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he heads off. There's a bit of a magic sequence where he comes back with skis on, and they ski to the front of the train. Um, because as it turns out, they are approaching a very specific tunnel. Yes, that. It's called Flat Top Tunnel. Flat Top Tunnel. Which, I don't think that's how... Anyway. Um, but it has one inch of clearance. Yes. Between the roof of the cave, or the roof of the tunnel, and, as he puts it, the roof of this rat lot. Oh, God. Um, and so we make it to the front of the train, and we come to find that the girl has not been thrown off the train, but the girl, in fact, is now... Driving the train. Driving the train! Huh. Because the engineer and fireman, that's the guy who shoveled the coal, also known apparently as Steamer and Smokey. Huh. Yeah. Because well, I guess one uses steam and the other one does the fire, so he's Smokey. Oh. The more you know. I figured one of them just smoked weed. Um. One of them did like a bong. Yeah. Steam. 
so they're trying to replace. They're, so they're trying. Jesus. So they're trying to replace the headlight. Yeah. Which like you should have done before this expedition, but that's on marketing. Um, right. And they're like, oh no, we see something up ahead. Yeah, something's up ahead, and we gotta stop this train right the fuck now. Yes, and so they do. They do. And, and the girl has a moment of the worst way to have a mental breakdown. Just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Face and hands. Yes. I'm like, good. Good job, hero girl. Good and job. so they stop the train. Um, yeah. But why, why did they stop the train? Caribou! Caribou! <laughs> so they're at a caribou crossing. And like, so you have the two engineers on the front of the train, mm-hmm. and one of them replaced the light, and like, mm-hmm. the other one feels like he's gonna fall, so he grabs the top guy's beard, and yeah. he goes like, <laughs> Take it. Yeah. And then the caribou goes, <laughs> So they're like, oh, wait can- a minute, hold on. Wait a second. I got something here. And then the conductor's just like, not my boss. No. <laughs> Yanks on the guy's <laughs> beard. And then they start moving away and they're like, yeah. cool, we're going to move these caribou. We're going to get them out. So they the caribou move out after repeated yanking of this guy's beard. Which, like, what a shitty thing to do. He can just yell. What a hostile work. Use the whistle. Yeah. Use the train whistle. Stop causing yeah. Stephen pain. Yeah. Um, I feel like his name was Stephen. He's, his name's Stephen and the other guy's name's Jim. Jim. Jimbo. 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 Yeah. It's the classic thin guy, fat guy <laughs> dynamic. It's great. Um, so then, like, that's that's problem in the cab number one. Problem in the cab number two is, like, they're going really fast at one point. And they've lost the pin they've that controls the, the throttle. Which is when we're exposed to something really interesting. There is something in the cabin of of yeah. the locomotive. Yeah. What is it, Adam? You catch a quick glimpse of it, and you're like, "Is that what I think?" Is it? And uh, that's a that's a flux capacitor. What the fuck is a flux capacitor? Well, it it contains one point twenty one gigawatts. Apparently, from the Back to the Future series. Apparently, the implication is mm-hmm. that the Polar Express mm-hmm. actively is has the ability machine. to time travel. Yes. Which, Which I guess sort of makes sense. How we can go from, like, Michigan to the North Pole in, in five minutes? In, yeah. Well, not even five minutes. It has to be less than five minutes because they have all their adventures while they're... In which like, take longer than five minutes. In, like, ten they, they, seconds? Yeah. That's magic. Whatever. Anyway. Um, um, so they're yeah. going really fast. There's this cool action sequence where, like, the train is, like, sliding over ice because they hit a rough patch and they can't stop. After going over, like, roller coaster level hills. Yes. Um, which would have derailed this thing immediately, but whatever, it's magic. And yep. so, like, they're skidding and they're sliding until Tom Hanks is standing on the top of the cabin and he's just like, left, right, and, left, and, and right. My, and my man Jimbo. My man Jimbo. God, over he's here. It. He's over here drifting a train. Which is pre- it's... It's really well I done. I love this scene. It's a really well done scene. Which also, I thought this also, was Also, this like, is a musical. <laughs> also a musical. And there's drifting trains. You know, for kids. Um, but like, so I remember watching this thinking like that was near the end of the movie. We're at the halfway mark. Yeah. This is halfway through the movie. Yes. It's amazing. Anyway. So um, they cross the frozen lake. Everything's fine. Um, and, and then they are making their way back now to the regular... We're back to the passenger car. Um, and then we enter into a very brief genre switch. Into a brief horror film. <laughs> right. I don't like the room of abandoned toys. Yeah. 
like where, I remember watching this as a kid, and I was not. I, I didn't like it back then. I was just like, I'm a kid. Yeah, it was like after after the the train drifts around on the ice, you're like, okay, now comes the scary part before the rest of the movie. So like, there's one puppet. It's a Scrooge puppet. It's a Scrooge puppet. Yeah, and it's like, and it's the hobo just being an asshole. It's straight up. Um, and he's essentially the the puppet's like. You don't believe in Santa Claus. And he's like, you're a doubter! Yeah, just, a doubter you don't believe! You're a filthy doubter! Which, for many, many years, when I was younger, I thought he was saying that a doubter, because I knew Scrooge liked money, I knew that much about the yeah. character, I thought he was saying you're a dollar. You're a dollar. As if Scrooge was going to try to steal him. Because he was, he thought he was money. I don't like that. <laughs> like that was what I thought he was saying. Because I was like, why else would this kid be running away from a puppet you know, unless like, the puppet posed a threat? Young Adam was like, interesting commentary on, on capitalism. <laughs> I was like, weird. Which but, okay. like, which this movie later is. Later we'll is. See. We'll get to my point. Santa is a capitalist pig. Anywho, <laughs> voted for Trump. I'm putting it out there. Um, and so like he finally gets back, and he's just like, well, that's terrifying. And then yep. it's just like, cool, let's calm things down yeah. with a musical number. Yes. And it's honestly, I'm not going to lie, when I was re-watching this movie, I was tearing up during this scene. You teared up. I did. This is that song that, like, it, it's it's the only song from this that made its way into, like, the popular, that in Believe. You'll, you'll hear these on the radio. Yeah, like, you'll hear it on the radio. It's a shame Hot Chocolate didn't make it on the radio. Tragedy, truly. Um, and so, like, you'll hear this, and every time it comes on, like, I'm just like, okay, next, next, next song. <laughs> I'm good. But, so, you like, you like When Christmas Comes to Town. I do. Okay, tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, it's, it's Billy singing that, like, well, it's weird, because you have the girl who's like, Christmas is great, like, when Christmas comes to town, everyone comes together, we put up the Christmas tree, it's just warm, happy feelings, and Billy's over here just like, well, that never worked out for me. And it's really sad hearing it's, coming from a kid God, being like, such a downer. just the phrase of Christmas has never worked out for me. Was this in the book? No. They straight up just added this subplot. This subplot about this poor child? Yeah, like, and it's really sad. Sucks. Yeah. Awfully rude Polar Express. <laughs> yeah. So we have that. Um, and, like, I don't know. I just like it. It's a, It's a good, sweet song that... It's both the joys of Christmas oh, and also just like Christmas comes to town. The reality of Christmas of like Christmas doesn't work out for everyone. Yeah, like especially in twenty twenty. Yeah, but it is what it is, you know. And so they sing that anyway, and it ends with them seeing like the aurora borealis. Yes, because they're at the North Pole. Right, we've arrived. Yeah, so uh, we've reached our destination, which is weird because the conductor comes back and is like, "Just crossed it, latitude five twenty two, the Arctic Circle." Yes. It's like, oh, we're bringing reality into this movie oh, now. Oh, cool. Now you're providing me actual longitude and all of that. Okay, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So we're at the North Pole, and mm-hmm. we've arrived. And, like, we pull yeah. into, like, the central square. Okay, what are your thoughts on the aesthetic of the North Pole? Because there are many I... film versions of the North Pole, and this one is the most industrial. This one is, like, it feels like it was designed by a German industrialist. Like, it's like if you took Berlin mm-hmm. and then just... Put garland everywhere. If, That's essentially this version of the North Pole. It's like if Berlin asked Norman Rockwell to do the Christmas decorations. Yeah, it's like a very like a very practical approach to the North Pole. It like it's, it's just, I feel like there's districts. 
There's yeah. absolutely a grid system in place. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're in the finance district. Yeah. I feel like that's where Town Square, like, the yeah. Town Square is. It's it's okay. It's it just all, feels odd. It's all red brick. Yes. Which I, I'm kind of here for, but also... How did they get red brick there? I don't know. How did they get chains above the wall in Game of Thrones? I mean, yeah. But the, at least the wall is ice. Metal chains. By the White Walker. How did that happen? I... Okay. I don't know why I'm referencing that travesty of a show. Yeah, I was like, where did that... Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where they got clay in the Arctic Circle. It's Santa. He's magic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Either that or just trains. Um, <laughs> They do have a train. They do have trains. So they're in the North Pole, and they're in, like, the center square, and, like, you see mm-hmm. all the elves piling in, and Tom Hanks is like, come along, children. Like, let, let us go. And we have one annoying kid as they're pulling in who goes, Elves! Elves! And you're like, god damn it. <laughs> I apologize to all the headphone listeners out there for that. Why are you listening to us on headphones? Yeah, listen to us in the car. Yeah, that's what this is. This is a car podcast. This is a car podcast. Yeah, this is what This is like you're, you're driving to your grandparents or you know your family for christmas you pop pop on stage ramp anyway yeah so anywho so like the 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 boy and the girl go back to see poor boy in the cart and they're mm-hmm. like oh why are you here which but- also the conductor is this weird thing where like he tries so hard to convince everyone to get on the train yeah and then when they get there he's like no one is required to see santa yeah you don't have to it's it's, it's like you just had to ride <laughs> then the why did you did you have a quota for serving hot chocolate? Was also, that the deal? I also appreciate the almost criminal level of negligence that the Polar Express exudes. Like, these <laughs> the children... trains out to kill the kids. The, like, there is one chaperone for all of these children? I like to assume that we don't see them in the shot, but the but sm- uh, um, Steve and Jimbo are also there. But, they're, but, uh, but uh, their job is not supervision. Their job is transportation. Do they stay on the train, or do they also see Santa, though? No, they stay on the train. Oh, they're like, we've seen him. They're like, we've done this for, like, seven years now. Like, so How long is the Polar... Okay, here's a question. How long is the Polar Express running, and how many forms does it take? It started in 49. Oh, it's new. As a marketing thing. So it was it was, po- it was like a post-war Post-World War II? Yeah. <laughs> Santa's like, hmm, faith in a lot of the world's been shaken. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Let's steal kids. <laughs> but only American kids. Only American um, so they're like, let's go, let's go talk to the depressed poor kid. Um, but dumb hero boy mm-hmm. unlatches the carriage. That's also not how, like, train cars work, but whatever. Like, there, there are safety measures in place, but... You couldn't just easily step on it and, like, whoops! Like, oops, did I do that? I guess we don't have a train car anymore. <laughs> so, like, the car goes backwards and it turns into this whole thing where now, like, the kids are lost in the North Pole. In my, in my, uh... Stream of consciousness notes I was taking during this. I wrote down, "Welcome to the second roller coaster portion of tonight's presentation," <laughs> um, where they then find themselves in like the middle of like the industrial complex that is the North Pole. It doesn't feel very magical. It feels very sterile. It feels like an airport, you know, yeah. luggage circulation system. Yeah. But they with... also risk their lives yes. to escape because they have to walk along thin metal, presumably icy, yeah. slick metal rails, no guard rails above ever. a bottomless chasm that presumably leads to hell. <laughs> I, don't know. Ah, I like that implication. Yeah. Okay, straight to hell. Um, yeah. And so, like, there's. I mean, Santa is just Satan with missing a few letters. 
Actually, oh no, god. it's not. It isn't. It's just... Oh god. I feel like this is that part in this... Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. where Tom Riddle's rearranging his name. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, oh no! <laughs> See, here's the thing. Santa is actually Satan, but he's punished by God by having to do one night of the most charitable thing possible. It's one of those things where Santa's actually, like, in his life, he was just such a bad, like, he was just a dick. This is like a Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. situation. So he was condemned. By God. By God. To be. The Judeo-Christian the sign God. of. The, <laughs> because this one. is Christian God here. <laughs> Only um, Christian God. In the Polar Express. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like, yeah, he's yeah. just like, you will be a you, nice man. You will be a Either nice... that or he was cursed by, a, like, a gypsy of some sort. Mm. Where Maybe she, both. Yeah. Where, like, she, she, was, she asked him for a quarter. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, here's your quarter. And he, like, spits on her. Yeah. And she's just like, walk a million, walk a millennium in my boots. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever, lady, in the next day. And it's then, like full then, on Tim then, Allen. He looks in the she, mirror. She pulls off her... Her headscarf's like, ho, 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 oh. you messed up, bitch. bitch. <laughs> it's like, Santa! Because this takes place in the Santa Claus, Tim Allen Santa Claus. Yeah, know. yeah. So the kids are exploring the, the logistical world that is the North Pole. Which also... There's not a lot to talk about down here. I really don't care about this part. It's slow. I like the part where they get to the gifts, and like they do like the little swirly thing, and yeah. they end up on the pile, like on the, yeah. on the big pile of gifts. Oh, and the nerdy kid is here. The nerdy kid is here. God, I hate him. Okay, here's a weird thing Ugh. about this scene. is like, modern... At that point, what would be modern-day Christmas songs are playing... In 1955. In the North Pole. Yes. So, like... They got advanced copies. Okay, then my question is, like, is the music industry in cahoots with Santa? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. It's all part of the leftist Hollywood agenda. <laughs> The Holly Jollywood agenda. The Holly Jolly. Oh my god! Ten points for Gryffindor. Anyway, um, so like somehow they end up because well, they, first of all, oh, poor boy sees a gift for him. Yeah, and he's like, I don't ever get gifts because I'm poor. Right, and so he like which also after implies it. that like Santa just skips poor kids because it's a new Santa. Because before oh. it was the anti Aussie. Oh, okay. Santa. Yeah, 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 and he was just bad. That's right, crackpot Santa. Right. So this is a new Santa. Yeah. Um, but this one has his own problems. <laughs> Anywho, so poor boy chases after his gift. They end up on a big pile of gifts, mm-hmm. which then becomes Santa's sack. Which I, <laughs> I'm sorry. God, you are a child. <laughs> Santa sack, Santa sack, Santa sack. Is that funny to you? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so like, I always find it weird whenever they do like different interpretations of like santa's sleigh like in the tim allen like santa claus movies it's like the gifts just appear yes and in others it's like oh it's high tech or whatever but this one is like no it the every every single goddamn gift is gonna fit on the sleigh correct i don't know how i feel about it it looks kind of goofy I don't think it's very feasible. It's not. I don't think. I don't. I don't think this fully animated Christmas movie it's very is realistic. very realistic. Yeah. I can do suspension of disbelief can, oh, for a brief time. A train <laughs> drifting on ice? That's fine. Roller coaster rail, railroads? Sure. Makes fine. sense. That on a sleigh? 
I don't believe it. Anyway. Uh, so, like, the bag gets hauled up into the sky by a blimp. I Yeah. A lot of logistic things occur in this part. This is still also, a musical. We also see that the blimp is made of rubber because yeah. they're releasing the air. Like, like a whoopee cushion. Like it's a giant balloon. Yeah. It's making that... I'm like, yeah. how is that... I don't know how that works. What a but... silly way of doing this. Yeah. But at least it's not the Hindenburg. Maybe they tried the Hindenburg one year, and then it's just like, nah. And they're this like, ain't it. We can't do this again. But Too like, many we, died. Like, we did make a second one, though. Who should we sell it to? The Nazis. The Nazis. Okay. <laughs> the first one crashed at the North Pole. The second one was delivered to Hitler. Um, as a gift. As a gift. So, like, that happens. They they drop it on a sleigh. Elves appear, and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't like that the elves have, like, old men voices. They talk like they Like, chain smokers. Right. It's just like, welcome to the diner. Which also... Our special we... today is clam chowder. <laughs> Get out of the bag. <laughs> I used to be the prom queen. <laughs> the... We briefly see a scene of elves at, like, I guess the Naughty and Niceless headquarters, where a kid is being, like, scolded by his parents on Christmas Eve, and the one, like, the head elf is like, no, fine, we'll put him down for Naughty next year, but he's, he'll get gifts this Played year. Played by Steven Tyler, that elf was. That one was? Yes. It was the, Steven Tyler's second cameo in that movie. The one that is vaguely Jewish? Yes. Uh, I like the fact that an elf says, what are they, Meshuggah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, once again, Christian, Christian, God. Judeo-Christian <laughs> God, curse of the Santa. Um, but yeah, so then they they um, place this, they place the bag. Yep, they uh, lift it up, but they are about to crash into the giant Christmas tree, right? Um, because they don't do this every year. Well, there's three extra kids worth of weight. Did that drag them down that much? Well, we see then six elves jump off, and the whole blimp, like, whoop, flies right up. I guess right two up. elves per child. Elves are dense. Yeah, I guess. Like, like you, each one, they're only like a foot tall, but each one's like 150 pounds. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they lift up, and um, everything's fine and safe. They knock off the star. And they almost kill an elf. There's like a parachute mission to save it. Yeah. Once again... This is an action movie, but it's also a musical. Um, for kids. Just for kids. Um, so now it's time for the first gift of Christmas. It's time for the big man to show up. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, all the God, elves it's sing. It's such a cult. All the elves sing oh Frank God. Sinatra it's in so... unison. <laughs> <laughs> so like... Oh, yeah. Better watch out. Yeah, better not cry. Like it is, but then like, I love it's it. It's a cult. Like it's terrifying. Santa, Santa is like, coming. <laughs> then like these massive doors open and a backlit Santa towers And then the actual over. Frank Sinatra. Oh, you better watch out. Right. You better not cry. Because they got advanced copies. Right. So like Santa's here, and like there's this whole thing with the bells. That Which like is an odd thing to like. <sighs> Hone in on just in general from the book. My only critique. My only critique of this book written in thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago, thirty-five years ago, is the bell. So, like the bells, the the implication is if you can't hear the bells, then, then you, you don't, don't believe. Yeah. And it is weird because, like, 
all the kids are like, oh my gosh, the beautiful bells. Even Billy's like, oh my god, I hear it. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah, I'm poor and I can hear it. Right. And like, the the main, the blue kid is just like, I can't hear it. No. And then he sees Santa and then he's just like, oh. He's ringing the bell in his ear and he's like, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. And then he sees Santa coming up behind him in the reflection of the bell. Yes. And he's like, what was that you said? What did you do say? It's like the fuck did you say? <laughs> That's my belt. That, that you stealing from me? <laughs> I will fight you, child. Um. So then Santa is just like, "Come here, my boy." Well, no, no. He, he. This is where Santa is a capitalist pig. Well, yeah. So Santa has to make a choice. So yes, a big implication of this movie is that the first gift of Christmas will be given at the North Pole. Uh, to one of the kids on the, on the which is why I fully believe this is a marketing ploy like mm. absolutely like the train whatever but to like mm. bring a child there to make it a competition of who gets the first gift of Christmas this yeah. is this is marketing all over it this is also why my why I believe that blue boy is also Willy Wonka we'll get to that, we'll get to so. that <laughs> um so basically Santa I have two hot takes on this movie. Uh, Willy Wonka theory, and Santa's a capitalist pig, uh, because he goes down the line of our like four main yes. children, and he tells off the know-it-all. He's like, oh, "Man, patience." He's like, "Yes, sir." Then he goes to the girl. He's like, "You know, the leader, fine, upstanding woman, and the true spirit of Christmas." It's like, "Oh, Billy, Billy, is it?" Because he cares to know him because he's poor. And he goes down the line of very eligible kids yes. who have virtues in one way or the other, both good or bad, that would lend them to being worthy of the first gift. And then he picks the non-believer and is like, how about this one? You white straight presenting child. You so like, be the one. I like who he skips over. He skips over like the nerdy kid who's probably bullied. Probably bullied. Like yeah. bullied. Probably does really well in school. Like he, he's gonna yes. do good things. But like right now, it's gonna be tough for a while. Right. He skips over a, a, a black a black woman. girl. Yeah. Who, like by the way, this is 1955. Santa's a racist. So like, I'm curious, and like, I've Adam, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I watched this with someone else, and I asked them. I'm like, this is 1955. You have a train of predominantly Caucasian, mostly middle class mm-hmm. people. Yeah, they're all relatively well dressed. So mm-hmm. I'm only assuming I'm making some assumptions here. Like, is does does race not? But it's like the implication here that like they're children, so they're too innocent to mm. for oh. for the like grasps of like racism to. Uh, Am I reading too much in this? Have no. I just been in higher ed for six years? So this is what I do now as I overanalyze like an asshole. Welcome to my world. But like, think about it. Like this is 1955 pre civil yeah. rights movement. Yeah, and this is a strong empowered person of color. A female, female, nonetheless, girl on this train yeah. that everyone has embraced as the leader. Mm-hmm. I think this is a powerful statement. This is more powerful than hairspray. <sniffs> a lot of things are more powerful than hairspray. Yeah, right. mostly pomade. <laughs> Stage train is sponsored by pomade. <laughs> I just thought um, that was an interesting note when I saw that is that this yeah. was in 1955. I'm like, yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, there's always those heartwarming stories you'll see on the news of, like, uh, you know, a 
a child of color and a white kid like being best friends it's like kids don't know race they don't know racism are those stories on the news in 2020 yeah oh god i hate everything yeah uh, i don't consume the media anyway you don't consume the lame stri- anyway. but anywho the 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 thing is santa skips over yes. these people the impoverished kid the smart kid the leader Who's breaking, like... <laughs> breaking oh. barriers! <laughs> breaking barriers. The impoverished child is like, You there. White boy. Come <laughs> with me. White boy who everything's fine with the exception of the fact that he doesn't believe in fairy tales. Come with me. Come with me. Yeah. You get free shit. <laughs> you get the first free shit of the You night. win the competition that yeah. we're having, apparently. Yeah. So then, uh, the boy asks for the bell. Yes. And Santa holds up the bell triumphantly and says, The first gift of Christmas! And everyone goes fucking nuts. And then Santa takes off in his sleigh to the most over-the-top medley of Christmas songs you can find. Off Santa flies. And then we uh, cap off our trip to the North Pole uh, with the most terrifying-looking character, Steven Tyler Elf. God damn it. (laughs) This is Steven Tyler, and he's singing... uh, our, our next musical number, uh, Rockin' on Top of the World. Because it's it's time for the after party. Yeah, this is, we did it, guys. Another another year, another Christmas. Like, do they, is this their Christmas party? Yeah. 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 So this is their they office holiday party. <laughs> uh, Steven Tyler on his little, um, very tall unicycle. Because, you know, they don't make small microphones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not for, like, the strictly elf population of the North Pole. Um... Yeah, and then they all basically head back. Uh, the rest of the tickets are punched, and we see that each one is like a virtue that each child is to believe. And like the, our, our, you know, the girl gets lead. Um, the <sighs> what is the, the nerd? What does he get? So, oh god, I can't remember in now. my favorite line of the movie that really drives home how much I want to punch him. So the nerd kid. Gets handed the ticket, mm-hmm. or the conductor, like, holds it out, and his finger is, like, covering a, a letter. And it says, lean. And the kid goes, in the worst voice, he's like, lean? What does that mean? And Tom Hanks, like, in a moment of just pure patience, goes just, like, uncovers the letter. And it's just like, learn. <laughs> It says, learn. learn. I think Tom Hanks, I don't think there's enough magic in the world for Tom Hanks to just give, like, <clears throat> to put up with this little shit yeah. for as long as he has. That's fair. Um, and then Blue Kid gets believe. believed. Oh. Cue Josh Groban's believe. Children sleeping. So they get on the train and they're like, the kids are like, show us, Blue Kid. Like, what did you get? And he's like, here's the bell. <gasps> what? Uh, he lost the bell. He lost his marbles and he lost the bell. And so now he's, I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be be like, I just fucking believed in Santa again. And he just, yeah. Yeah. So we lose the bell. Um, but then the next morning they all make it back. And, um, that morning, Christmas morning, he wakes up, he wakes up and they're opening gifts. And they also have like a model of the Polar Express. Which is some meta stuff. Which you're like, is it a dream? I don't know. But no, it's not. It's not a dream because he opens up the gift. And 
There's the bell inside. It's the bell. And you even hear the mother and father like, did you just over him? I didn't know him. What would you do if you were, the, like, I so, would be so concerned. Like, maybe, well, maybe society, maybe Santa is real, uh-huh. but like, no one wants to admit it oh. because that's kind of scary to think about. Like, yeah. Like, because if you were in this situation yeah. and it is just you, your wife, and your two kids. Let alone a single parent. Yes. A single parent. And, like, there was a gift underneath the tree that you did not put there. Yeah. What would you do? I don't know. Also, I guess spoilers, Santa's not real. Also. (laughs) If you are a child listening to Stage Ramp, you have made a grave error in judgment. First of all, this show isn't for you. Second of all, whoops. If you are a child listening to this... Have you understood any of this? Has this been funny to you? Have <laughs> you enjoyed our commentary? There's been some odd deep cuts in this. Have you seen Inception? <laughs> Do you get what that is? Did you get the racial commentary? We just okay, you'll get it. Whatever, you're woke. You'll um, like, you'll, you'll get it eventually. And like the parents are like the 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 blue kid rings the bell and he's like, ah, oh, the bell. Yeah. And his parents are just like, oh, what a shame, it's broken. And even this the girl, random even gift. The daughter's like, the sister's like, yeah, yeah so I hear it. Yeah. And the parents are like, oh, it's busted. This, so, which this I'm like, random. You can fix a bell. It's, it's not that hard. How do you break a bell? Like, I don't know. You can't. Really. It's a small little metal ball inside of a and like metal cage. Broke it open and then released whatever. Right. And so, um, yeah. So everyone believes. Yeah. And he does believe. say. He does say at the end that you know over time, all my friends had also stopped ringing, but for me, I never stopped believing. Josh Groban, children. Adam, the Polar Express. Yeah. Are you ready to play some Polar Express trivia? Oh, you know I am! That's the Polar Express! Play along with Hope. Let us uh, know in, in, in the reviews, or maybe just say out loud at the end, hey, Adam and Joe, this is the score I got. <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you because we believe. Um, play along at home. Uh, right. Keep score. This right. shouldn't be too hard because this is a children's movie. All right, lay it on um, with Joe. Adam, in yeah. the Polar Express movie, mm-hmm. what is the first gift of Christmas? Shoot! Is it an elf hat? Mm. Is it a star from the Christmas tree? Did this kid take home a three-story tall, pre-lit star? <laughs> I was like, I want the tree. <laughs> I want the tree. And they're like, you want the you want the what? He's, He's like, like, I you want heard me. the tree. And they're like, uh, are you sure you don't want the bell that signal? I want the tree, Santa. She's like, oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Strap the tree at <laughs> the top of the Polar Express. And, they're, and, mark, and meanwhile, marketing's just like, God damn it. He's, he's going to be pissed about this. <laughs> so obviously it was a bell from Santa Slim. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, congratulations. You got that one correct. Right. Um, what does the word, what is the word the conductor punches in the ticket of the young man with all the questions? <sighs> Lean. Learn. Lean. What are, the op- what are the options? Leader. No. Ooh, that's a misdirect. That is misdirect. Uh, patience. That's also misdirect. Spelled patience as in a medical patient. <laughs> God, I love these. <laughs> or believe. Mm. Mm. What sort of liquid refreshment is dispensed to the children during their trip? Is it a frappuccino, coffee, <laughs> tea, or hot chocolate? 
I just love like none I of kind of wanted to be a frappuccino now. <laughs> it's a frappuccino. That would be really funny. A uh, hot chocolate, of course. Ooh, this is a good one. What article of clothing was in the coffee pot of the hobo that lived on top of the train? His socks. It was his socks. His socks. Or was it a Santa hat? Because he's secretly former Santa. He he has a Santa hat. Um. At what time did the train arrive at the main character's house? 11.55 Because this PM. movie that is an hour, over an hour long, takes place in five, five minutes. minutes. Um, ooh, what kind of animal gets in the way of the train on its way to the North Pole? What are the options? Bald eagle, reindeer, caribou, pack of wolves. Ooh. One of those are misdirect. It's a caribou. Technically, it's the caribou and the pack of wolves. Because the pack of wolves are on the track when the train goes by and those wolves leave. Is it that? No, but I'm saying that. It's oh! <laughs> because I know more about Polar Express uh, than the Polar Express trivia quiz. Okay. Um, know-it-all was the word lean. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the steepest downhill grade in the world? What are the options? Polar Plunge. Nope. Arctic Slide. Nope. Deep freeze no or a glacier gulch it was glacier gulch it was glacier gulch yeah uh i'm assuming all these are correct because i'm not making a free account to to reveal the answer fair um while on the train the young boy main character does something and then exclaims i've wanted to do that all my life he blows he uh, brings the blows the whistle yes he did what's that a callback to oh back to the future three which pocket was the hole in? Oh fuck! It was his left pocket. That's incorrect. It's his right pocket. It's his right pocket. It's his right pocket. <sighs> you fool! You are not the ultimate Polar Express fan. I don't believe. What number bow was placed on Billy's Christmas present? Oh my god! These are deep cuts. Five, six, seven, eight. Seven? Seven. Okay, thank God. Congratulations. Woo! Tom Hanks played over five roles in the movie. True or false? False. How many did he play? Pitch four. Damn right he did. Yeah. Because he's Medea. He is the Tyler Perry of the whites. <laughs> of the white, of, of, excuse me, of Caucasian people. <laughs> um, We're both white. Uh, was there... A toy train moving around the boy's Christmas tree on Christmas morning? Yes! Yes, there was, and it was. The Polar Express! I I don't know if I believe... I don't like that. I don't like it. No. Because then it, it's like at the end of Inception when the top keeps... Back it's like... Inception. It's like, was it a dream? It's like The Wizard of Oz. It's like Alice in Wonderland. Where it's like, was it all a dream? It's like, no, don't... You don't get to... No. No. Which of the following animals... Uh-huh did not interfere with the ticket as it flew through the wilderness. Mm. Wolves, bald eagle, Mm. caribou. Mm. Caribou. It was the caribou. Caribou! (laughs) The conductor said that the North Pole looked like what in the distance? Like a strange ocean liner on a frozen sea. What a beautiful, wow, great memory. Well done. Last but not least, what city did the Polar Express pick up the hero boy in? What city? Yes. Grand Rapids, Michigan. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was Grand Rapids. Um, 
Oh, and finally, the poor boy's house was at the last stop. His address was what? 11344 Edbrook Avenue. I hate that you know that. Are you the ultimate Polar Express fan? I've read it right beforehand, but... (laughs) (laughs) But... Sure. You only missed one, but this is Christmas, so Merry Christmas! You got 100%! Alright! Merry Christmas! It's a Christmas miracle! Oh my god, you got 100% at home too because you're the ultimate Polar Express friend? Oh god, my god! Round of applause for Welcome you. to Stage Rant! Happy wow. holiday fucking days! Happy holidays, God everyone. bless everyone. Yeah. Who share in this? Oh, yes, we're sharing Share with share. Give unto share what is due unto share. Share's a conductor. Damn right she is. <laughs> yeah. For a moment, let's do our favorite part, and our favorite part of all of our audience members who always tell us they love this, mm-hmm. when we do our share impressions. <laughs> yeah. What are some, what are some good, what are some good lines for share? Um, I think, um, I mean, it's the conductor's speech. Right. You know, it's good, like, why do the North Pole cost? Why do the North this Pole cost? This is the Polar Express! The, po- <laughs> the Polar Express! <laughs> I like that she kind of like cocks it. She's yeah. like, it's like cocking a gun. Just yeah. like, the Polar <laughs> Express! <laughs> and she has to do like the hand. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Hot chocolate. <laughs> Here I only got one room. Never ever let it cool. Never let it cool, sweetie. <laughs> Keep it cooking in the pot. Soon you got hot, hot chocolate. <laughs> Tickets, please. <laughs> um, what else would be a good um? What in the name of Mike? <laughs> <laughs> what in the name of, of Mike? Mac? Who's Stanley Tucci? Oh, Stanley Tucci is the know-it-all kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, what if he's the hobo? Ooh! What yeah. if you come up to the top of the train and it's just Stanley Tucci? <laughs> His thick glasses. His thick ass glasses, slightly frosted. <laughs> Every time he says a word, they're completely fogged up. You don't yeah. see his eyes the whole time. No. <laughs> I'm just. I'm the king of the North Pole! Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Like a goddamn queen. Yeah. <laughs> Take a break, kid. Take a break. Take a break. Did this movie... Let's talk about the animation style. Okay. Do you think... Were you... Are you okay with it? It never bothered me when I was younger. Frankly. Like, it never bothered me. It didn't bother me when I was younger. Looking back on it, it, there's only certain moments with certain, like, facial expressions where you can very clearly tell that it's, like, it's motion tracked. Yeah. But, like... None of the people that it's motion tracked from are, are children, so... It's like, all Tom Hanks. It's all Tom Hanks. This movie is Which is Tom sad, Hanks. because all of the children are then Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's just a train of Hanks. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. It's fine. Like, I think, for as early as it is... 2004. 2004. Yeah. That's pretty wild. For I mean, them to have done this the way that they did. Like, you watch the original Toy Story today. Mm. It looks like a student film. Yes. And I feel like... To an extent. In maybe another ten years, this will look really rough. But, like... For now. For now, it's fine. It's perfect. It's fine. Again, awkward moments, but it's fine. It's definitely not as bad as those, like, claymation Christmas specials. Whoa, 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 Which, hold on. I love. I think some of them are great. I'm a big fan, in particular, of A Year Without a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. 
with the snow miser and heat miser, where they make it snow in Georgia, um, <laughs> which is a weird plot point. I yes, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Okay, so yeah. here's a, here's another question. As mm-hmm. I take a drink of water, mm-hmm. mm. ah, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Nice little dramatic pause there. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer that Jamie Lee Curtis is the most powerful, you know, human being in our time. That's fair. Would this movie be better with Jamie Lee Curtis? Who would she be? I don't know. The know it all. What if no? What if she was just like there? Yeah. It what was, is Jamie? It was 3D animated people. <laughs> just Jamie Lee Curtis I, walks onto the screen. Adam, I've said this. For, I, this was like the third thing I ever said to you. I said, hello, my name's Joe. Nice to meet you. I'm Adam. I, I go to college. You do. Jamie Lee Curtis is not in enough musicals. That is fair. <laughs> I like to introduce myself with a quick hot take. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Meryl Streep is great. She is. But like, also, Christmas with the Cranks... Is your favorite Christmas movie? Is the best Christmas movie. I don't know about that. So for this week's scale, okay, you have to tell. We have to decide where where this movie. Ooh, let's do this. Fine, we'll take Jamie Lee Curtis out of this, okay. but she's still a goddamn queen, and she deserves the world. She is. So the Santa Claus movies uh-huh. are very much. There's three of them. And yeah. they can be ordered, in my mind, as Santa Claus 2 is the best, yeah. Santa Claus 1 is the second best, yeah. Santa Claus 3 is hot garbage. Yes. Where does Polar Express land on that I, scale? If I had to put it in <laughs> <laughs> Is this Santa Claus 2, 1, or 3? This is 2. This is 2. Yeah. Not enough. Okay. Polar Express, okay. it's it's in a league of its own in comparison to the Santa Claus movies, in my opinion. Okay. Interesting. That's just Adam's opinion. Interesting. I'm not speaking for everyone. Okay. For me, I think Polar Express. I would rather watch. Like if I had to destroy, like one never existed, like Thanos snap it out of existence. Santa Claus is going. I'm keeping the Polar Express. Okay. There are better Santa Claus movies out there. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. God, I could, one of them. I could talk about. It. I almost want to do a separate podcast on just the Santa Claus movies. We could do that. What happens to the former Mrs. Claus when her husband dies? They throw her to the... Uh, the, the, the polar bears? The polar bears. Holy hell. Yeah. Okay, I'm also going to say Either this. that, I, or, I would... or they also disappear like Santa. Like, when Santa... Because he's just kind of like... Yeah. He kind of Obi-Wans it, just kind of... Disappears. Like, Mrs. Claus at the North Pole. Like, I wonder when my husband will come. <gasps> and she just... Also, phase out of existence. How shitty is it of the elves to not tell Tim Allen for at least a period of five years that he needs to find a wife until the last minute? Are they trying to sabotage him? The elves are also crack lawyers. And they're like, you should have read the terms and conditions. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Which, by the way, how hilarious. That is a really fun pun. I mean, there's and there's also one thing in the Santa. You have to go back and watch it in Santa Claus Two when he's in his quarters with Mrs. Claus. Their fireplace is just a massive marble face. Santa face, and his mouth is just like ah, <laughs> and his fire's the fireplace. And I get that we're digressing here. Yeah. But name a better Christmas movie. Oh wait, what's that? Christmas with the Cranks. Oh oh. oh. <laughs> I <laughs> mm. okay, but yeah, I oh, think no. I think it, it for me it would go Polar Express, 
Santa Claus 2, The Mrs. Claus, Santa, The Santa Claus, Santa Claus 3, I don't know what the subtitle is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it has Martin Short in it, and he's wasted. Anyway. It's wasted talent in that. I would say this is also Santa Claus 2, so this is like top, mm-hmm. top rate. I don't want to watch it every year, um, but, it, but yeah. it's special when you do. Yeah, you're like this is my childhood. I again, I do like Tom Hanks. I legitimately teared up watching this movie. Mm-hmm. It's also been a rough year. It's also been a rough. I literally looked at snow the other day, and a single tear escaped my eye. Yeah, I was just like, it's so beautiful. I was so wiping pure. tears watching this movie. Santa's on his way. The best time of the year. The year. In everyone. Comes home. Comes home. With all this Christmas cheer. So much cheer. It's hard to be alone. So sad. Floating up the Christmas tree. It's artificial, I hope. It's so much fun when Christmas comes Comes to to town. town. Okay. So that that was this has been a special edition. Yeah. Of I guess this this is in many ways okay, now here's a question. Is this the actual end of season one or is this the beginning of season two no season two is gonna be kicked off with a banger joe would you also so we'll be back at undetermined time probably i would say late january early yeah, february we'll be in january probably yeah, in january expect it like in the teens of january around was. inauguration time we'll be back oh my god Adam, when is inauguration day? January 20th. Damn right. At 12 p.m. Maybe we'll release it on inauguration day. Oh. Um, oh, what if we did Hamilton? Uh, for inauguration day. That's a little heavy handed. I mean, come on. Anywho, so season. Anyway, when we return we'll in get to Hamilton, 2021, eventually, it's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll be back. Um, <laughs> you will see. <laughs> You'll hear. Um, yeah, uh, you must see to believe. Um, yeah. We'll be coming back with a movie musical that is hot off the presses. Literally, like, it came out a few weeks ago. And Adam hasn't watched it yet, but so far, I'm obsessed. So it's based off of an actual, based off of a West End production? I'm kidding. I will strangle <laughs> you with my Christmas blanket. I can't change the facts, Joseph! <laughs> I just read the Wikipedia page! It's, it's, a, it's a very bro- good. Yes, it's from Broadway. Uh, it only had a really short run. It was up for a few Tonys. Didn't win anything, I don't think. Um, but it's called... I think it won Best New Musical. Did it? I'm almost positive it did. Let's find out. You don't perform at the Macy's Day Parade if people don't give a shit. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, I mean, you did perform at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I did. <laughs> I did. I did, I did, I did. Um, hot off the presses. Netflix, a Netflix musical. This is our first Netflix musical. Yeah. Very exciting. Okay, I, I it was like nominated it. for a lot of stuff at the Tony Awards. It didn't win anything. Well, that's a damn shame. It did win Outstanding Musical at the Drama Desk Awards, which is pretty good. Um. Anyway. The Prom. The Prom. It's it's like a random gem I never thought I would see. Yeah. And then it was just like, it was really good. It's a bop. That's going to kick off season two. Yeah. So get excited. Watch it with your family. Yeah. Um, it's very LGBTQ friendly. So if your family is like, not into that, maybe watch it on your laptop at, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of a long day. At 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. When your racist uncle won't be like, you're watching the gays! What? What's that about a lesbian wanting to go to prom? Like, <laughs> ah, it's like Trump, <laughs> they need to recount the votes. It's like, 
Shut up, Jim. Sorry, um, Jim, it's over. It Electoral is. College voted. Voter fraud! Voter fraud. Shut up, Jim! Shut up, Jim. But that will be season two. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed this special edition mm-hmm. of Stage Rant. Yes. We're incredibly excited to come to you with some hot new content yeah. in 2021. A year that will be better. Yes. Because it quite literally couldn't be worse. So, like, it, it can't. I mean, right. Biden's, this is Biden's America, Adam. Welcome to Biden's America, everyone. It's Biden's America, and we have a vaccine. And we have a vaccine. We, I, we have two vaccines now. There's multiple We vaccines. have Pfizer and Moderna, and we have a few others that are coming. You can always just inject bleach, I hear that. I heard that worked from a large Cheeto-dusted man. How, what the fuck? What if you just injected yourself with bleach? <laughs> Anywho, Still reeling from this presidency and will Not be a hurt. political podcast except all the times that it has been. Yeah. This has been a special edition. Thank you so much for joining us in 2020. It's yes. been a it's been an honor and a privilege. Yes. Um This has been another episode of the Stage, the Stage Podcast. Your favorite podcast. A thousand more episodes. Twenty seven more seasons. Get excited. Oh, gee, Joe. Oh, gee, Rick. I, I don't know about that. 20, 20, 27, 27 more seasons. Oh, Morty. I don't, I don't, oh, gee, Rick. I don't know. Morty, There's it, a thousand it, it, musicals. It, endless stage rant. Endless stage rant. It's never going to end. Everyone loves us. This is a stage rant. <laughs>